Hello listeners, welcome new listeners. This is episode uh, 16 of the Michael Anthony Show, so um, sit back and enjoy the ride. Um, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Spotify being the most recent, uh, provides some interesting analytics, Spotify does. Um, obviously the other ones allow you to see how many listens you have, etc, etc. And for how long people are listening. But what's interesting with Spotify is it lets you know gender. And um, hello, ladies. Um, 13% female listenership. Um, Honoured. I think it shows the the balance of the show. I think they know that we're we're with them. We're fighting for you. And uh, the sisterhood is alive and strong. Um, But Connor, you wouldn't necessarily be friends with many women. (laughs) No, I wouldn't uh, have many women friends. Why do you think that there is a problem not only with you but amongst a lot of young men about the concept of female friendships? I'm not sure, uh, to be honest. I was culturally brought up in going to uh, an all-male school and maybe the idea of female friends wasn't really Mm, in our lives. I don't know, I don't know, no, because I don't know if you can blame it on the all-male school because there's a lot of guys who went to um, single-gender schools. But there's something that won't exist in 10, 15 years single gender schools like if you think about it people aren't even identifying as man or woman now people are refusing to label um their child by gender so when people ask you oh, what school are you going to send your son to and you kind of wait up like oh will you send him there will you send him to the place you went the question is redundant the schools won't exist there's not a chance that in 15 years there's going to be schools where you're not allowed entry based on your gender if anyone thinks that does exist you're just you know you're incorrect um so to come back to your point you're blaming it on going to an uh, all-male school in which you're around men constantly, and therefore, what are you saying? You kind of only would view women then in a sexual way as opposed to a friendship Maybe way because they were always kind of like the forbidden fruit. Maybe, I don't know. Do you think that it made you shyer around women? Maybe, yeah, uh, originally. But I would have females around growing up. Who? Friends, like, in other places. Who? Uh, I don't know, Wexford. Oh, my, are you actually bringing up Holly Carpenter again, man? <laughs> No, it would have uh, been around. Them. Who? I don't know but why, who? Yeah. No, don't name their names. But who? Like you, you weren't friends. No, you weren't personal friends no, with women. Friends, you never no. were on the phones from going. What are you doing later? No. I'll call around. No. Um, and to this day, not only you, but a lot of people you you, you keep company with, um, do not mm. have female friends. Yeah, it's interesting. And no, it's it because it's disgraceful. And to be honest, what it shows is the fact of if it doesn't get to a place where it could possibly be sexual. Yeah. You have no interest in continuing yeah, the relationship. Yeah. You will automatically um, not be as loyal of a friend to a woman due to the fact that sex is off the table. Unfortunately, yeah. That's probably how yeah. it's viewed. Yeah. You think like it has to get to a point where either I fancy her or she fancies me or else this is just weird. If you became really good friends with a girl, uh, let's say like you met a girl and where you became real good friends, she was single, you were single, you went yeah. for a few drinks and all. There's not a chance that your mind wouldn't go into a place of sexual activity. And then if she started kind of uh, seeing this guy, there'd be a party going, fuck that. Yeah, probably. That's wrong, Connor. Yeah, That's what no. I'm saying to you. That no, is incorrect. You don't own a woman. Obviously. You, 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 like, you're going to have to open your mind up to the possibility of, course, yeah. of becoming friends with women on a non-sexual level. Yeah, but if, And most of the listeners, I'm going to say nearly 100% of the male listenership in this show mm. is the exact same. And I'm ashamed to broadcast to them yeah. week in, week out. Because I know the pigs listening to this. And especially if a woman was physically attractive. And if they weren't physically attractive, it seemed just funny. Yeah, like, ah, she's sound. <laughs> she's mad. She's sound. Like, yeah. She's a bit of crack. 
and like they find it funny and all the concept of it they're nearly patronizing her because they don't think she's good looking and then if she's good looking it's all about kind of pursuing her because she's good looking no one can just view women as balanced if a woman walks in you were introduced to a woman if someone brought a friend who was a woman yeah and they were like overweight or in any way unattractive yeah. that would be the first thing in your mind to think that's hilarious but if a guy brought a bloke in who had a fucking Burger King in one hand and a large chips in the other you'd be saying nothing yeah. And that's the reality and it's not just you it's the way young men think yeah. it's absolutely horrendous um, but while we're on the women point and by the way I do without sounding like Val Venus I do want to give a shout out to all the ladies tuning in today <laughs> but um, without um, like while, while we're on the topic of women I want to bring up because at the age we're kind of getting to now well, percentage-wise, it's five, six years away yeah. when people are doing it. But there's the odd person whose parents have money who are deciding to do it now, whose parents have stupid money, who okay. are deciding to, to put a ring on it. Oh, um, as a guy who does view women in the way that they're only there for romantic reasons, and you think that's how they should view you too, you think they're constantly analysing you based on your attractiveness. You don't think that they're ever looking at the content of your character. Yes, they are. I know, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. they are. Um, like, what do you think... About marriage, uh, I think it's obviously if people are in love, then why not? But whoa, 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 whoa! <clears throat> what do you mean in love? In love with each other. Well, what do you mean by that, though? Uh, we know, we know what you're saying. I don't know what that means. Uh, wanting to spend time with each other. That's in love. The most important person in their life. They but are, based, uh, but where, where do you think? From where do you think this love? is created like do you actually think that like there's quite staggering stats about the myth of marriage first of all before i i I expand i'm going to ask you why is the marriage part necessary because it just shows commitment but what's the need for that show why do you have to it's just to be honest back in the day when the world was religious and traditional it did have meaning because back then you had to declare everything. Yeah. Everything was about like, this is what we're doing, we move on. You were given steps because the life was post-war. Yeah. Like there were just been people like literally dying year in, year out to decide what kind of civilization, civilization we were going to be. Were we going to be capitalist? Like, were we going to be commies? We didn't know. So you just kind of had to label everything and kind of your whole career path was, was planned out and mapped out. But nowadays the world's kind of changed, it's gone global, it's moved online. Nowadays, do you really think it's necessary to slap a ring and go, this is my property about your wife? She can't leave me, I can't leave her. Because people talk about the tax benefits. They are unbelievably overrated. Are they? Like, they're, they're, there's a few grand a yeah. year in it for you. Like That's it. Like You don't have to pay tax on assets given to each other and stuff like that. Um, but like to be honest... That's a disgrace in its own right that there's any form of tax benefit. It's completely discriminatory towards people who believe in the single life. Some people don't believe in marriage because marriage doesn't exist. The reason people get married now is so they can put throw a big party, make themselves feel important because maybe they're not the centre of attention day in day. If they throw a wedding, their wife walks down, they both go to the gym, do these boot camps before, and they've ten of their mom's mates there wearing hats like they're at the Galway races, judging them, judging the girl, judging her family, and drinking free glasses of wine. It's a load of shock all their mates go it's not their special day most of their mates are on blow most of their mates are doing class A drugs they're there for their mate their special day they're there to fucking party and get absolutely brain and they think it's funny when their mate's dad who was kind of traditionally strict growing up lets the hair down at the wedding and does a dance and they dance with him they get excited like you get excited about a teacher when a teacher goes to your dad's you're 34 and like hey go on Mr. Dempsey go on hey Diesto Diesto um and like, if you look at some of the stats, they they are quite staggering, Connor. Um, 
men, first of all, men view women and the idea of marriage, like most thing men do, a lot of men seek professional um, kind of stability yeah. or success, not for reasons because they, A, want the money, or B, because they're passionate about what they do, because they how it makes them look. Yeah. Um, 58% of professional men yeah. in this country marry professional women from the same yeah, I wouldn't world. be surprised at that. So, yeah. so but you, you want to talk about love. Yeah. To me, that just sounds like you're just put somewhere and because your mind's so focused on it, you go into a profession, you've done a lot of exams to get into it, you might not have loved it when you started, but you're like, oh shit, I'm trapped now. If I don't at least pretend to love this, what fucking hope or point do I have? So you get in there, and when you were growing up, you didn't fantasise about Miriam from Accounts. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't fantasise about her from like, hello, how are you? The first time she came up to you, like it started off at, are you going to the party tonight? I'll go, be grand. And then it got a bit more flirty. It was like, how are you? How's the head? And then she might put a hand on your shoulder one day and then you get a little feeling. You're like, ooh, that's how I felt when I opened up that page and Jody Marsh was there. Because these guys who you have to think about are going in to the professions. They did a lot of studying. They weren't necessarily out there partying. Um, uh, Georgie besting it. Do you know what I'm saying? So... If you actually think it's love as opposed to kind of the time first time they're going, ooh, she kind of really likes me. She's doing the same thing as me. So we both value the same thing. So I don't have to sell my personality or even my physical looks or my generosity or my humor. I just have to sell the fact that I work my arse off and she's going to be impressed if I'm a partner. I can put a ring on that. Not true with everyone, though. What do you mean? Some women, like our women, are looking for something themselves. Like they're looking for men to impress them and to... What do, you mean to, what do you mean looking for men to impress them? No, I don't them? mean looking for men to impress them, but not, a woman wouldn't just marry a man for his uh, workability or the fact that no, he's No, no, but, but I'm, clearly, I'm clearly talking about the 58% in the professional and world. And you think that's all just... 100%. Who the fuck wants to marry an accountant? <laughs> what young girl grows up going, I want to be with a guy who debits the debit and credits the fucking credit. I want to be a guy that knows the ins and outs of the Irish taxation system. What yeah, young yeah. girl grows up wanting that? <laughs> and what true, young yeah. man grows up? They don't. You yeah. fantasize about laugh. There is no laugh because the whole thing, it's, it's, it's an agreement. It's a contract. Let's seek our careers together. Like, if you actually think about it, for every 4.3 marriages in this country, 1.9 end up in divorce. Really? So, first of all, they're nearly telling you there's a nearly a 50% chance of you coming to our ceremony, this having absolutely no meaning. There's a like there's a forty two percent chance That's that this is high. all for nothing. Yeah, that is crazily high. And fortunately, they are talking about like people are going to stop marrying by like twenty thirty, and kids and stuff are going to get older. But now with the Instagram generation, weddings are becoming still to an extent yeah. have a meaning. Why? How insecure are you about your lover or about what her feelings are for you or what his feelings are? If marriage is a necessity, and it comes from the possession of man, the insecurity of man. Once again, I mean, why is it so guaranteed? that the man's older than the woman. Nearly 70% of cases, the man is older. Really? Why is that just not the opposite way around? Because yeah. you f- like it's, it's, it starts when you're young. It starts when you're young. You see a lot of guys do this. When you're young, you start going to discos, 12 or 13, and the, the girls might not like you. Yeah. So you hang around a year later. Yeah. You, go to the disco, you go to the disco the year after you. A bit more and success. You know and then on. in worst case scenarios, you're going two or three years younger. Yeah. And then it's kind of ingrained in your mind, women of my own age don't fall for my shit, so I nearly have always relied. So it starts off, got lads who marry younger women were the same guys who were like, 
there in third year outside like their local village at a bus stop and like two first year women walk by like yeah like the junior shirt's pretty tough and all yeah like now like I'm subbing Jays but I'm underage for next year so we can play again and like they're educating them about what that life's like or like lads who were in college yeah who still kind of hung around with school girls and stuff like that it's all the same thing they're the same guys who will marry younger and the whole thing based on love is completely societal it's the base on the person you decide you want to be and whatever a member of the opposite sex suits that life. Yeah. If you think it's actual genuine Kate Winslet, Leonardo DiCaprio, do you it isn't. In, it in general, I do believe in love, yeah. but the majority of love in the modern day world, especially in a country as small as this and as closed off as this, when like a lot of guys are marrying people who they knew growing up or at least knew of. It's not like America where you grow up in California, but you go to college in Arizona and eventually you settle yeah. in Texas or vice versa, and you've literally done the circumference of a 300 million population you've met a lot of different people I, I believe that love much more than an Irish room where 58% of people who are in certain professions are marrying the same profession uh, that often and what is staggering as well is that's the case for nearly as I said 60% of men but yeah. only 40% of women are getting married so only 40% women of women in the professional world are yeah okay because they don't necessarily need that a lot of women would feel kind of like satisfied off the fact that they have their own career set up and they've done that so they could actually go fucking go marry a fucking painter <laughs> but i don't mean like he's doing your painting decorating i mean a guy who kind of is running like a little gallery in around oh, you mean an artist yeah okay. they can take that risk because yeah. they're satisfied and they can actually seek natural love and the guy who makes them feel something but men know that the likelihood of them getting a woman who value a woman who values them is so much higher in the workplace because they can actually bring in their professional life into their love life and i kind of I do, that's, that's just the way it works it's very staggering I think that marriage is completely wasteful I don't understand the point it, like no one believes like what in the eyes of what what you're, you're just saying to the state let us work for you what is it what is it what who's the contract to Connor who are you uh, making the contract why why is it necessary why do we have to make a contract imagine if me and you go I want a contract that we're mates for life I want us to sign things. I want it signed. I want it dotted down. It, it, you'd go. That's it's ridiculous. To show your commitment to one person. But that actually makes that's why life. that's why marriage ruins relationships because you feel trapped yeah, in this contract. Yeah, You're yeah, like, I can't fucking get out of this now. Yeah. Even though the kind of expression of loyalty without it being written is what love's really all about. Yeah. I'm here for you. You're here for me. I got we your back. You got mine. Stupid. Yeah, and I will never go off and betray you. Mm. And that's the loyalty without that being written. That nearly risk element is what makes it so magical. Imagine being bounded yeah. by a contract. Bounded by a... Like what's the point in it? Who's it to? It used to be in the eyes of God. You can now kiss the bride. You're scoring your wife in front of your family. What is this, guys? It's 2019. Why are people getting married? It has no meaning. What does it mean, Connor? Please uh, tell me. I told you, the commitment to one another... If you came home and go to me... You like fell in love with a girl. Yeah. Well, let's just call her Daisy, yeah. and she was fantastic. She had, like curly hair. She wore flowery dresses. Curly hair. She like wore flowery dresses in the summer, and she was a bit smaller than you because you're a very small man. So mm. like you 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 are limited by women who are under five five, especially five, no because you you're so deluded yeah, that you're you take such a big hit psychologically if your girlfriend was taller than you. So <laughs> if you and Daisy were head over heels, you'd done it all. Like she even the odd time pretended to like United and stuff like that and yeah. she was making you laugh and you came home to me going me and Daisy are marrying yeah. I, I, why? 
What's the you, point? And if you're right to me, I want you to come to a wedding, I want you to say a speech, I'm not going. Like, I'd be there for you and Daisy. I'd love to go for dinner with you and Daisy. I'd love to go on holidays with you and Daisy. But the minute you're walking up in a fucking tie and her fucking dad's walking her up and pull, you're pulling down her veil, I'm going, oh, I'm out of here. This is made up. What's the point in this? It's just for myself and Daisy, though. But like, what's the point? How does it make... But you're pretending. You're pre- you know you're both pretending. At least, first of all, we can debate that humans aren't supposed to only be with one person anyway, but at least society's advanced so much... Or, sorry, not advanced. Historically has given us the idea of monogamy so much that yeah. it's very hard to get out of it. We can still fall... Even though naturally, we're not fucking penguins. We are meant to be spreading the seed around the place but that's so ingrained in us that that isn't going to change the one on one idea still exists but the fact of marriage because we're so in love we want to celebrate our what's the point together. of it what's the need you need know. everyone to give you a credit and go fair play you've been loved no, you need I to walk down line and feel like a big man I think it's both to you and da- me and Daisy that want to celebrate ourselves not that we want to celebrate for but it's people. not just a celebration it's a contractual thing and, and there's, there's rings exchange you have a best man making a speech and all who don't give a fuck they're only there for the blow <laughs> Like it, 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 it nowadays. Back in the day, it made sense. It was a yeah. symbol because a woman wasn't really working, and you took her from her father. The world was so sexist; it was disgusting. And you asked her father, and you took responsibility for that woman for the rest of your life. And you looked her father deep in the eye, and you said to him, "I got her. I have this sword." And he goes, "I can trust you, son." And that's the way the world worked. Yeah. But right now, in this day and age, what is the need for you to make a contract to each other and fucking tell everyone when the percentage of divorce is so high? It's all made up. You're putting on a suit and a thing, uh, dress for no reason. There's fucking uh, priest debatably reading out shit like, when Bartholomew went to the sisters, he said, I am the Lord, you shall follow in my shepherd's path. And you're sitting there just with your bird. And there's some guy talking to this cack there up on the stage. And you're just staring at her emotionally. When you've never looked at her. There's guys who aren't emotional. Who don't walk hand in hand with their bird. Like not every film is fucking the notebook. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They kind of have a bit of laugh with her. And then on the wedding day, they're like, happiest day of my life. No, it's not. You, you go on those social media sites, you see guys like, happiest day of my life was marrying this girl. Today. I was like, no, you weren't. You were definitely a bit ignorant and still kind of hung around with your mate, lads, a little bit more at the wedding. You still kind of acted like the day. Oh, you're a bit. Yeah, it's just bollocks marriage has no meaning anymore can we just be honest it's fake it's make believe it's pretend it's a fucking playing like having a tea party with dolls when you're six it doesn't exist Mar- you're acting like marriage is natural it's a declaration of love no shagging is you could argue that shagging is a declaration of love yeah of, of course it is having a kid wow yeah. what a moment yeah. we have mixed Together. our genetics and we have created new human life yeah. fuck me have kids all day long That's I love that deal. shit mm-hmm. yeah Kids, woo! Yeah. And any listeners out here who has neighbours, hats off to you. Yeah. Fathers and mothers. Yeah. But I, the, the marriage thing's made up, Connor, is what I'm saying to you. You cannot argue that we have to go... Like, I meet guys, the guys who might have married a bit young, there was one on Christmas Eve, kind of remained nameless. He was like a year or two older than me. And, like, we can all have girlfriends. Yeah. And if you have a girlfriend you're sitting there, because he, for some reason, offered his girlfriend a ring... Even though, again, the likelihood of them breaking up is still not far off that of a non-married couple. It's just more complicated. He, because he married his one, yeah. thinks his relationship's more important. So if you came up to mine or anyone's girlfriend and goes, she's been a fucking cunt tonight. I'd be like, all right, take it easy. It's fine. I appreciate you. What did she say? Let me know and we can talk about it. If you went up to the guy, same situation, but it's his wife and go, fucking hell, she's been a bit of a cunt. He's getting the guards down. Yeah, you can't talk about people's wives, no. He's getting the guards down. No, yeah. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. 
And when you do mix it in with kind of the tax benefits and stuff like that, I just don't understand. Like, it's supposed to be 2019. We're supposed to advance, and it's so frowned upon yeah. not to believe in marriage. Even though marriage doesn't exist, it's all made up. It's a bullshit contract. It's a bullshit party that is nothing but a kind of display of an exaggeration of your life that makes your parents real proud and all. It more or less stems off insecurity. People who get married a lot of the time comes from being insecure. But again, hats off to all you who have nippers out there. Any of you who are married without nippers, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Um, Just while we're on the kind of the tax thing, and this is just something that's really interesting. You know people who are like real rich who have like 300 million? There's people out there 300 million and when they die, and let's say they're leaving their estate to their children, there's roughly like 100 million been taken there by the government of their money that was earned. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I don't bother with that. You have to tax the rich, but they don't have a say on where it goes. So you don't get to give it to but anywhere. It, no, it, it can go towards building the fucking Bertie Bowl in, <laughs> in the next Celtic Tiger. It can play a role in putting the spire up. If you have that much money and you're leaving that much, it should completely be in your hand. You should be completely making that decision. It's just something that I thought about recently. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely insane. Um, but there's a few things like in this country that don't really add up like you know the way we're talking about the nurses striking and a lot of people took me up wrong in the long episode i stand with nurses i have said many times they're unbelievably underpaid but if i'm not allowed to make a comment or have an opinion on the method in which they should go about displaying their unhappiness well then we don't have a world anymore people coming at me from every single angle about the nurses listen to what i'm saying responsibility on the students I, st- I do believe nurses are underpaid. I'm just saying that nece- it's not like it was a surprise. Yeah. I was trying to explain or offer a different context. But now, again, you're a villain if you're not with the nurses. Everyone's just attacking <laughs> from every angle. and Because nurses is the new thing. But yeah. one thing that I, I completely disagree with is there's so many, especially like the, the majority of people who go to places like Trinity and UCD, you're talking about people who came from enough money to, for their family to be able to fund 15 grand a year of yeah. college education, still one third of what it is in the States. If we can't pay enough for, worse, uh, for nurses or a variety of other things, yeah. why do we have guys who are educated in Clongos and Black Rock and a variety of South Dublin schools going to college for free? That's absolutely insane. Free education's a gift. Free education is a huge problem in this society. First of all, it undervalues the concept of going to university and getting an education, something that is is an achievement. Yeah. And every Tom, Dick and Harry can now enter because not only is there so many fucking uh, financial loopholes, but the fucking dare scheme and all this shit. Like you're sitting, you're sitting in college with a guy, uh, you're doing a course that was high points, you look to the left. What are you doing here, man? Oh, it's dyslexic. Yeah. What are you doing here, man? Oh, no, I got 800 points off my final grade. How are you getting on with that? You're holding the book backwards. Oh, am I? I thought you were supposed to read it upside down. Um, yeah. But I mean, though, I, I I just think that, like, if we're looking to save a bit of money, there's no... Of course, financial aid for people who don't have it. Neither. Proof of any funds. If, if there's an under a certain salary in the family, of course, yeah. free education, or the three grand a year education that it is now. But there's guys there whose L fellas are sitting with 50 million in the bank that are going to university on the state. Yeah, Quite be. clearly, that's a, co- a fucking cost we could cut. Yeah. It's ridiculous. No, it is. 
It's silly stuff. Free education. It makes no sense. And when I said that it gives financial loopholes and the opportunity for anyone to go in, I didn't mean in a way as if like anyone can go in because it's free. Because that's a good thing. That's the meaning of it. It's supposed to give an equal opportunity to everyone to be able to go. But it does make no sense for millionaires' kids to be educated by our state. So then they can get jobs off their millionaire dad when the education wasn't even required. These guys are going in doing degrees for no reason. They're doing the same job if they went or didn't go. Like, it's absolutely crazy. If we slap money on it, either either they wouldn't go to college and still go in and do the same job for their fucking dad or their dad's mate, or else they'd pay the 15 grand and nurses could make more money. Um, I, and this guy's an icon of mine but it just kind of it says a lot about the modern world um but cristiano ronaldo again one of the greatest athletes of all time probably the second best footballer ever is head to toe now in botox yeah i've seen pictures of him recently. i'm just wondering like as a guy who loves football do you think it's backwards and kind of traditionalist to say that you want your superstars looking like masculine men, the way Georgie Best was with the sideburns, yeah. the way Roy Keane was, although he did kind of just look like a really plain bus driver. Yeah. But I mean, uh, like, was Ronaldo getting the Botox and all sad news slightly? Yeah, like, obviously. he's supposed to be a symbol of fucking macho, powerful, yeah. fucking salmon out of water headers, and he's head to toe on Botox. Like, I think it is kind of problematic and it's again if you look at our society even like guys like who are very proud like Simon Cowell now I've seen his face yeah. he was like kind of funny and like was kind of always ruining people and now he just has swollen Botox from surgery I never thought he'd let himself down he's like a swollen face it's gone wrong from him. now there's young girls who are like 23, 24, 25 beautiful looking girls who as opposed to waiting until they're 35 and 40 are now injecting themselves at 23, at 24 and ruining their looks Crazy. it's like you were beautiful now, now you look like Joan Rivers. It's yeah. crazy. So, but the thing about Ronaldo is, when everyone's like, "Ooh, Ronaldo's Botoxed," how crazy is? Like, imagine if Beckham was getting Botox back in the day. Like yeah. he wore a sarong. People would be going mad. But I don't see how this surprises anybody. The whole thing about I remember around eight years ago, I was having a conversation with somebody, and they they asked me like, "How mental is it going to be when he starts going grey?" Yeah, and he's in a punditry box, and he's a bit older. I go, "That ain't happening to him." No, he won't. This guy's Michael Jackson. Cristiano Ronaldo was always seeking this. Go back to the days when Ronaldo was a show pony, when Ronaldo was an insult. There was an era from around two thousand and four to two thousand and six where if you were called fucking Ronaldo. On a Sunday morning, it meant that you were giving the ball away, you weren't tracking back, yeah. or you were going down too easy or being petulant. If, if, if a coach of the opposite team, your own team, goes, eh, fucking Ronaldo, it was an insult. Fast forward 10 years, fucking Ronaldo! That means you've banged one in from 30, 40 yards. There was a period when Ronaldo wasn't working, wasn't loved. People right. did not believe if they, a lot of people out there would have guaranteed you this guy was a hoax, would have guaranteed you. This guy was making it. Not people who knew the game, but a lot of people would have loved to have said that. Cristiano Ronaldo, even through that period, still arrived in Old Trafford with a little blonde curl coming down from his fringe, wearing silver boots before it was commonplace, was taping his ankles, was doing stepovers when it was needless, when he could have done other things. The guy was building a brand. Ronaldo, when he was younger, he envisaged this. 
He envisaged fucking Times Square. He envisaged CR7. He envisaged the Hollywood element. He wanted to be a superstar. He didn't want to be Zidane. He wanted to be a Jordan. He wanted to be a Jordan. He wanted to be a LeBron. He wanted it to come with the glamour. He quite clearly was interested in the glamour from a young age. Mm -hmm. You don't just throw on those boots and all for no reason. And that love of chasing the celebrity he's become, like I think that CR7 thing's going to float in the stock exchange. That intense want to become that is what made him so great. Have you ever seen a player with that level of talent become that good because Ronaldo Ronaldo's probably not top 50 100 talent wise I've ever seen Ronaldo can't bend the ball no he realised he couldn't bend the ball he wanted to be a free kick taker he couldn't bend the ball so he kind of had to stay after training four hours a day and make up ways to kind of kick the ball in a way that makes it look burst and it floats all over the place (laughs) Ronaldo wasn't great in the air when he first arrived Ronaldo couldn't finish when he first arrived his touch wasn't sensational it was good and his whole beating of a player thing it's never been as natural as a Messi or even a Hazard or even a Hazard it's always it's just so technical it's so trained it's like he's envisaging the defenders as cones just the flick he does the move it's all so practiced Cristiano Ronaldo, talent-wise, is quite average. He isn't that good, no. He actually is. And this is the case with a lot of top, top athletes. But he didn't want to become... He wanted to become the brand. The boots, the bravado were always part of it. His hair meant as much to him when he was shit as it did when he got good. And there's a lot of guys out there who didn't give a fuck about their hair, then they get good, and then they're styling it. They're out there. Yeah. But this guy always was chasing that. He wanted to be Beckham and more. He wanted to be a brand. So don't be surprised by Ronaldo having Botox. Maybe do say it's a bit sad that he's taking selfies and kind of doing a duck face and yeah, his face looks like there's Vaseline on it and his eyes are different to what they used to be. Maybe think it's a bit sad that the world's turned that way. But don't be surprised. Um, like, we're in, we live in a world where if Owen Farrell and England beat France in a Six Nations game, as a like it's now funny to make it companies that have like no rights or actual no meaning, these online companies to make a video of like Owen Farrell's head on Tony Soprano's body with like a few of the other English players on the Soprano's body and just a video going, Oh everybody in the club getting tits it and it's just Farrell like laughing in the in like the New York bar with his mates and then and like and the, the company just going, England be like there's people tagging each other in this. How is that funny? No, but like people tag each other in a picture of like Fry from Futurama with his eyes kind of squinting out, not sure if Tig Furlong or Army Tank. <laughs> Companies are making money out of this. Apparently this is funny. Memes. Uh, What's funny about them? What's funny? If, like back in the day, like if you pointed out your mate, if you were like, fucking the French fullbacks like fucking Mr. Bean there, they'd be like, mm, that's not really funny. But if someone tags under a video, Mr. Bean, and that, like, Mr. Bean goes to America video, goes, and then it goes, French fullback be like, there's lads tagging each other. What's funny about it, guys? But we've given up hope. For example, we're rushing after this. We're going to the airport, United PSG. But will you go to the airport and take a picture of a point and be like, one of many no why do people do it and I know it's so common to criticise that and it's kind of not becoming as common as it was but even when it was happening how did they go this is unique this has purpose it's just such an easy way to tell people you're going but the gag like lads were nearly missing flights to get their point in lads were nearly missing flights if lads had 10 minutes to go no we need to go up and get that point in that smoking area just even take a sip of it 
It's absolutely crazy stuff. Um, there's a few more points I want to run by you. And as I said, yeah. we are we are running. Um, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Batters um, batters his his bird or whatever. He's, yeah. There's footage of him of him doing stuff. He kicks her. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, it it's horrendous Ridiculous. stuff. Um, why did the Browns? I know why the Browns signed him. They now have He's Baker Mayfield and Kareem Hunt. They are yeah. literally going to win the Super Bowl, but. Why is it allowed? I don't know. How are they getting away with it? It's absolutely insane. It's I don't. It's just not in America. The disability does not talk about things after I've a while. Forgotten about yeah, she's like, yeah. yeah what, what do you mean? I thought he, I thought he was barred, um, and skulls you to owe them. Yeah, I don't know. Eh, it's a sad there. world. It's I got pretty that. sad that City owned. Uh, the city owned three clubs and all. They own Melbourne, yeah. they own New York, they own themselves. I hate that. I hate the kind of the way the game's going like that. And I do, I do take huge issue with the fact that Paul Scholes is going to be running or managing a football club when he has ten percent ownership of a team that's debatably going to be in yeah, the same no, league as them next season. I mean, guys, what is the point in it? Just giving people the opportunity. To, Ooh, I want to be an owner. I want to be a manager. I want to yeah. do a bit of punditry. Like football's football, guys. It's like they're all like. Even the fact that like on reason they're just gonna pop back into a commentary box debatably yeah. now. It's like you just failed. Like it's just like they're have these career decisions with your wife. Make these career decisions in your house. Decide it after you retire. Can you not can you not do it in front of us? Popping from management to punditry boxes to ownership. It's like, guys, this isn't the fucking CAO. Yeah. Make a decision. It's it's crazy. It just doesn't really it doesn't really add up. What happens if Salford do get promoted? I presume he's just Apparently leaving. the only rule is that he can't buy or sell players from Salford. Or he opts away around. Seems a bit ridiculous. Yeah, well, like it's even... It's kind of like... Even in rugby, the uh, the Owen Farrell, Andy Farrell thing. Like, there's not a chance that if yeah. Ireland play England in a World Cup... Semi- like, Andy Farrell's the defensive coach. Yeah. His job is like, Peter... When Farrell comes up to the line, he has a habit of going left. He steps off his left. When he's there, you've got to be fucking right there. You've got to be right fucking there. You've got to stop in him. And that's it. You've got to fucking do it like that's that. A that's a son. Yeah, that's very CJ, weird. CJ, when you pick off the base, you're right on his channel. He's going to go away. He's going to go away, but he's going to be isolated. You're going to make... That's his son he's talking about. His son only gets one career. Like, how selfish is Andy Farrell to even put his son in that position? Yeah. Had him at 16, he's been around the whole time, and now while his son's at the peak of his career, debatably could play in World Cup finals, it could have like grand slam deciding games with a team that he's now taking the job of. He's the out half. His key, his most important job as a defensive coach is making sure that out half doesn't have a good game. That's his son. So what happens if we get to a World Cup semi? I don't know where we can play England. We're playing England. Do you, obviously, he wants his son to win. Yeah. No, yeah. He it's couldn't not. It's his, it's his son. Know, he's getting yeah. the same money from Ireland either way he's getting paid either way and he has the job waiting for him after the World Cup yeah, regardless like his son's only going to have this shot at winning the World Cup it's, he's a human being man it's, it's Ireland's his job his son's his family everyone wants their son to be a World Cup winning 10 yeah I know he'd have to want that to, to even put on Farrell and himself in this position all this is selfish as well go manage, go manage in France what's he doing floating around the uh-huh. same the same fucking championship as him or not he already yeah. was his son's coach in oh, the yeah, 2015 World Cup, and then he's yeah. like, "All right, no, no, I've, I've had no thought. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right, see you, Dad. No, it's fine. Never worked out. It didn't work out. Two years, a year later, he's managing the rival, their biggest rivals in Europe. Yeah, crazy defensive coach. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this uh, segment. The, the Premier League's most disappointing eleven. I think it's for the true football fans out there. I think it's very. Um, humorous and also interesting to analyse where our brains were at one point 
in terms of what we thought a player would be and where he ended up being. It's very funny to analyse our past selves as well as analyse these players. Um, right back, it's never the best fun, uh, even in the Premier League eleven in terms of the best players, and it's not going to be the best fun of the disappointing eleven. but there is some interesting nominees. There's a clear winner, and I think a lot of you know who the winner is now. But here's the nominees. Nominee number one, Rafael da Silva. Um, <coughs> guys, he's still only 28. Is he? Yeah. He'd won three leagues by 22. Played 109 Premier League games. Um, when Rafael burst onto the scene in 08 and 09, um, he was nominated for PFA Young Player of the Year. He started an FA Cup semi-final. Um, people thought Raphael was going to be Manchester United's right back for 15-20 years when he came onto the scene. It was always slightly better than Fabio, but we kind of thought both of them had a chance. But he uh, he really looked like he could be the real deal. Um, slowly kind of in and out of teams, still getting game huge opportunities. He was 19-20 when he started against Bayern in the Champions League quarterfinal and did cost us the tie by getting sent off but Fergie had us back like he always did with players who he highly rated saying he absolutely dominated Frank Ribby anyway oh you mean me the boy um, and there was huge hope um, especially when at around 24 years of age in the 2013 season he was one of our best players and probably the best right back in the league that year scored wonder goals at Anfield at Loftus Road it was ridiculous. It was working. It was starting to get capped by Brazil. Yeah, Rafael. What a signing that was. Yeah. Back in the day. That's how it was looking. Yeah, here we go. Fergie leaves, and Rafael just kind of stops being able to play football. I think he played like 29 games over the next two seasons and then goes to Leon for absolutely nothing and now just plays for Leon. He's 28. Raphael just plays for Leon. You kind of don't know where he'll end up after. Yeah. He could come back for kind of like a relegation battling Premier League team. He was supposed to be Raphael da Silva. No one talks about it. Gutting. Mm-hmm. There's not a chance that Raphael da Silva isn't being nominated for the Premier League 11 most disappointing yeah. players. Number two, Paulo Ferreira. Guys, you don't start. The 04 Champions League final and play in the Euros 04 final in the same year, the year you signed for Chelsea for 13.2 million, then have the career he had at Chelsea and not be categorised a disappointment. Between 02 and 04, Ferreira won the league twice in Porto in two seasons a UEFA Cup, now the Europa League, and a Champions League and a Portuguese Cup. He came with Mourinho. This guy was supposed to be the main, one of the mainstays of the Chelsea back four for 10 years. Looked great to start out. First season he played 42 games in all comps. The season Chelsea conceded 15 league goals and lost one league game the year after Arsenal lost none. Insane season. Um, and then in 05 and 06, he was fine. He didn't really kick on. There was starting to be the odd shaky performance. People like, no, he's still Paolo Ferreira. He's still UEFA Cup League, Champions League League, Euro finalist lost to Greece, should have won, and then Chelsea League League Cup, Champions League semi-finalist. See, this guy's one of the best fullbacks we've ever seen. 13.2 million in the summer of 04 for a fullback. Then when 06 and 07 comes, Paolo doesn't know where he is no more. Um, Bularouz getting games ahead of him. 
Diara being put in right back. Jeremy being put in right back. The next season it continues. Now he's injured the odd time, but he still can't get his place back yeah. when he's fit. Belletti, right back. Sen, right back. Guys, from 08 to 2013, because Paolo Ferrer was at Chelsea to 2013. Not many people will know, yeah, that. I didn't know that. He played 67 league games in six seasons. It's 11 a season. He basically gave them a season and a half as Europe's most promising right back and did nothing ever again. Paolo Ferreira has to be nominated. What a disappointment he turned out to be. Nominee number three. Now, we debated a few here. Mycon City career. Yeah. Atrocious, but it wasn't long enough. Nathaniel Klein's at Bournemouth. Yeah. I had to give it to Matteo Darmian. Yeah. Matteo Darmian made his AC Milan debut in the 0607 season yeah when they won the European Cup made his debut at 16 that season did he? ended up only playing 7 games for Milan in his career yeah. um, but he still debuted 16 played a few games at 17 then went to Palermo was brilliant then went to Torino he was frightening at Torino he was in Serie A team of the year twice in his last season 14-15 before he came to us he scored 5 goals to put that in the context, he has 1-91 for United. Matteo Darmian like, started every game for Italy in 2014 World Cup yeah. whilst playing for Torino. He was brilliant. He was supposed to be intelligent. He was supposed to be hard-working. He was supposed to be strong. He was supposed to have both feet. Yeah, it turned out they mistook both feet for neither feet. Yeah, he's so bad. He, he comes to United and he's probably... His attitude was summed up like by and how much of a bottler he is by the missed penalty against Germany in the Euros in 2016, the quarterfinals, and cost Italy the game. Matteo Darmian consistently plays games where you have to kind of question yourself and go, has he been here the whole time? I know he was in the lineup. Yeah. I know I saw him walking out, but he hasn't been playing. He does nothing. Matteo Darmian, you can safely say, does not have a skill. He's not the worst defender one-on-one. That's it. He's Italian. He's not the worst. There's guys who own pizzerias in Italy who can defend people one-on-one who are 30 stone. You're born and raised doing it. Matteo Darmian offers nothing going forward. He can't cross a ball. He has no threat. He's not particularly quick. Uh, When I saw that game in Anfield, he didn't even seem to know where he was supposed to be off corners. He doesn't seem to know anyone in the squad. He's unbelievably irrelevant. If he was sitting beside me at the PSG game tonight and walked in, no one would go, there's Matteo Darmian. Just go, all right. They'd expect him to join in the chance. He has been an utter failure. He cost 12.7 million. He's been atrocious. He has to be nominee number three. But there's only one winner. And that's the way these things work. <clears throat> Who do you think it is? Don't know. I, I really don't know. I've thought a few people in my head, but my yeah. thought was actually one I had in my head. Yeah, it was too brave. You're going to be yeah. kicking yourself because this is so yeah. obvious. The most disappointing right back in the history of the Premier League. He can carry the club on his back if he can. He's good enough to do it. I haven't worked with anyone so good so young. That's Stuart Pearce. Oh. Mika Richards burst into the Man City team age 17. Ever present. PFA Young Player of the Year nominee in 07 and 08. Called up by Steve McLaren to play for England at the age of 18. 
Um, early on, Tuckbury of Ferdinand's record is the youngest ever English defender. Early on, Iron Robin turned him. He lost his man, nearly cost England a goal. He recovered, marked Robin out of the game and gave one of the best performances that night. People thought this guy was going to be the next England captain. Um, it stayed good. The only glitch he was really having in his career, for some reason, Fabio Capello just didn't like him. Really? Didn't pick him. Even when he got City Player of the Year when they won the league in 2012, that's what Mika Richards got. Capello still didn't pick him for the Euros. Stewie Pierce brought him to the Olympics. <laughs> Pierce seemed to love the guy. Um, a few injuries, but everyone thought Mika Richards, like, like he, do you remember his performance against United in 07 08? Like, this guy was supposed to be. This guy was scary. When his contract was running down, he was linked with everyone. He was so physically dominant. He was so quick. He was so powerful, and he was good on the ball. Mm. He's only 30 now. Is he? He hasn't played since Steve Bruce's first Villa game. He's like getting in fights with the fans What's on Twitter and all last night. He's still at Villa. There's money. Like, 50 grand a week. Um, he got a few injuries, then Zabaleta came in. He just never dislodged him. Just started going from bad to worse. He opted to go to Fiorentina. Don't know why these English guys are doing it. It doesn't yeah. do anything for your career. Ask Joe Hart. Only ended up playing 10 Serie A games. Apparently loved the lifestyle. Did not like learning the language. Uh, then went to Villa and played a role in them getting yeah. last of the Premier League, having an absolutely shocking season. He's kind of just a symbol of that kind of modern-day Villa money-grabbing defender. Um, what a failure. I was gutted that City had him. Yeah. I thought we were in, we could all be in trouble here. Mika Richards should have four years left now. He should be thirty and should be should be weekend week out for Yeah, City. should still be like he's yeah. Mika Richards. He was supposed to be Mika Richards. The, the English media were so excited about this guy, and in fairness to him, it wasn't just made up. He was unbelievable. Mika, there's absolutely no question that you are the most disappointing right back in the history of the Premier League. Um, Fabian Barthez is in goal you're right back he recently tweeted as I said defending his career that he went to a city won a league played in different co uh, countries and took on a tough mental challenge at Villa that's what he was using that as like a pro um, come on Mika you're 30 and you've been finished for five years um, don't like putting you in there but have to you and Fabian um, there's a possibility that we will be coming live from Manchester tomorrow, but we aren't sure yet. Um, have a good rest of the week.